1: How are you? I'm alright, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing good.
1: How are things with the the filming next door?
0: It's terrible.
1: (laughs) I will not confirm
0: or deny that I have been standing at my bedroom window, staring out like some sort of Norman Bates-esque, you know, Hitchcockian villain, (laughs) you know, waiting... (laughs) Waiting to see something. In fact, the other day, me and Trinaya were coming in from getting groceries at the same time as one... Oh, for the for those of you who have not been paying attention, Fear the Walking Dead is filming in my town. And uh, I discovered... Even as this, we speak. Even as we very speak. Um, I discovered that someone is staying in the Airbnb cabins that are right next door to my house. Hmm. Hmm. And so, like, I stand at my window and wait, and I saw like, one of them's driving, like, a big white vehicle, and, like, I'm like, who is this? Who is this? And so me and Trini were coming in for buying groceries at the same time as they were, and so, like, we stood at the fence, like, the, the privacy fence, and stared through the little gaps. And we're like, it's a man, and he's got a bunch of groceries, and he's going to a house. What can we learn from that? it's a hungry man a hungry man is next door (laughs) so that's you know that's fun that's fun to be insane to be crazy
1: (laughs) well you know it seems like it would be a thing that would be relevant to this show so I can understand your, your interest and desire and the fact that you have not managed to get yourself arrested or thrown off a set is actually pretty impressive. That's true.
0: <laughs> that is very true. I've not been arrested yet, and I, I have I have thought about my 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 ninja like skills, and the fact that I know this town better than probably any of the people that are on this set. That I could, you know, hop hop on a bicycle and and you know. And ride to...
1: I don't know. (laughs) Well, folks, this is Apocalypse. Now. We should probably introduce the show, and I am Timothy Harvey.
0: I'm Dustin.
1: And we are not talking about Fear of the Walking Dead, although we will be when the show comes back, and we, of course, will be when The Walking Dead comes back. Um, In the meantime, while those shows are off the air, and we are struggling a little bit to... uh, stay on our schedule that we just to to do the things
0: we're supposed to do who (laughs) knew that fear the walking dead and the walking dead were you know such a lifeline for us timothy
1: isn't that sad (laughs) oh i know that's just crazy but uh you know we we have managed to amuse ourselves we've done anna the anna in the apocalypse yes We talked about cooties on the last show. Yes.
0: And tonight is Shaun of the
1: Dead, right? Yeah. And oddly enough, and we talked about this last time, is we have, we're kind of surprised to realize we haven't talked about Shaun of the Dead in any kind of detail. We've talked about it in passing, yeah. Uh, in reference to, to in in other shows. And in fact, I believe that
0: that that is the case just in general, that you and I have only discussed it in passing and in general, not even like, oh, you know, like we've never watched this movie together. It came out before we both moved to Kansas City. Right. So, you know, we didn't I went and saw it with sorry. Mm-hmm. And uh and, you know, I'm sure you went and saw it with some other friends. And, we, you know, then there was no need because we didn't really become friends until around 2006. Right. So, I mean, by that point, who's... I mean, are we really going to, like, be like, let's go watch this random zombie
1: movie from two years ago? Yeah, it's just... It has never really occurred. And, and I have a vague memory, and it, it's probably confusing it with another film of of us... Back in the days at your old place when when the show involved – The Walking Dead involved uh, about six of us and usually watching – seriously hate watching Once Upon a Time before we watched The Walking Dead. Right. But I'm pretty sure I'm just confusing it with a bazillion other movies we sat on that couch and watched because I don't think we ever have watched
0: um, we I remember you
1: and me and Molly and a couple other people watched
0: Vamp one night. No, yeah. Together.
1: (laughs) We've watched a lot of bad films.
0: (laughs) I love that movie. (laughs) Me and Molly, there was a period of time when it was, I believe it was on, um, it was on, uh, Netflix, and, like, me and Molly watched that first striptease that that Grace Jones does Mm that's not in any way a striptease, just her, like, flailing on a chair that's shaped like a man. Like... (laughs) Every time we hung out, like she'd come (laughs) over and she'd be like, "What do you want to do?" And I'd be like, "I don't know. What do you want to do?" And she'd be like, "You want you want to watch some vamp?" And I'd be like, "Yes, I do." And we (laughs) we would watch it. We'd watch just that one scene and talk about how you know there's a good possibility that Grace Jones just like showed up on set looking like that. Yeah, and uh, you know it was fun, but not not fear that not not ever Shaun
1: of the Dead. It's a film that that somehow seems to get lost a little bit since we've had the whole Walking Dead resurgence, where you know the Walking Dead is becoming you know it's uh, we've we've everybody talks about the grimness and and the, and you and I hate watched the Walking Dead for a couple of years.
0: Yeah, because it was so
1: like awful. Oh, you know, is just, awful the word you're going with? Yeah, <laughs> Shaun of the Dead has a a place in zombie movie history that is very few very few zombie films uh, work their way into consciousness the way that this film has i mean zombieland is huge' It's a big big zombie comedy and everyone's there's there's people who are excited about there being a zombieland sequel right but zombieland i don 't think Zombieland would have happened if you hadn't had Shaun of the dead oh yeah you wouldn't have gotten the asylum um Z Nation, without Shaun of the Dead, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't know how. However, however you feel about Z however Nation, that's a good that. thing or a bad thing. But uh, and you probably wouldn't have gotten well. You definitely wouldn't have gotten Anna and the Apocalypse without uh, Shaun of the Dead. Oh,
0: definitely, I believe that. And uh, you know it all. You know, but it's one of those things. It's weird to watch a movie like this, like Shaun of the Dead, because you kind of re- realize how classic it has become. In the way that it is so full of things that are now cliche, it was almost when I rewatched it for this. It was almost like watching. I would like. It was akin to watching Casablanca mm. because you're watching it and it's like, oh, these lines that everyone knows. There's these lines that everyone knows. These beats that everyone knows that are just like so famous and so like ground down into dirt, like you know. Uh, you'll regret it. So, you'll maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon, and for the rest of your life. And you know that has been in so many different things, and as part of the overall culture, that it's tiresome. But when you watch Casablanca and you realize this is where that came from, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how I felt watching Shaun of the Dead this last week it was like. You know all these things. Like in every zombie comedy I have seen in a really long time, there's always that one scene where the people, or even in Walking Dead, if you the Walking Dead, there's this, the, the idea of we have to pretend to be a zombie and walk through this area of zombies. Like it's it's almost like it's old hat now because that happens in every single piece of zombie. Anything
1: we have, to, we have to
0: pretend we're zombies and walk through. Who did it first? Shaun of the Dead.
1: It's funny with, with films that become touchstones like that. I mean, you look at you look at like Halloween basically defined what mm-hmm. the slasher movie was going to be like. Um, the when you go back to things like the Dawn of the Dead, the original Dawn of the Dead, or mm-hmm. Night of the Living Dead, and so much of that stuff has ended up becoming just so built in and yet so many of those scenes don't end up getting repeated. You don't see too many, you know, half naked zombies dancing on top of tombstones. Right. Like I don't know the night of the living dead films, or you don't see the social commentary of uh, Dawn of the dead and, you know, the day of the dead films. There's so much of this stuff. It hasn't quite, they've become iconic films but I think in some part they became iconic films because of who made them, right? You know Romero and 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 some of these guys who were just you know horror auteurs in many ways. But this is this this sticks in the way almost. It's almost a Princess Bride, <laughs> which is a weird thing to say. It's the it's the Princess Bride of zombie films. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that the created it. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. It. You know, because if you look back, you know, Princess Bride, it's like, oh my gosh, it, it you know, and it was this almost game changer for a, a teen girl comedy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I get it. I see what you're saying. I'll pick up what you're setting down.
1: <laughs> you know, and of course, it's the first of the Edgar Wright, um, Coronado Trilogy. Thank you, thank you. I was just going to a complete blank there, which of course was followed up by Hot Fuzz, and then um, at the end is it the end of the world? Yeah, no, yeah. And I actually am a huge fan of Hot Fuzz. Oh my
0: gosh, Hot Fuzz is so good. I love that movie.
1: I'm uh, I'm not entirely sure how I feel about the end of the world. Um, I enjoyed it, but I didn't have quite. Didn't have quite the reaction. It's a different tone. I mean, it's not. It's not as as relentlessly parody of the genre that it's playing with.
0: Right, and I think that there were problems. I mean, I I feel like the idea of the Coronado trilogy became more than Edgar Wright and you know and and Simon Pegg and Nick Frost wanted it to be. So Mm. there was this this, you know, I we, I guess we've got to finish it. we've gotta do it. We've gotta do a third one. But I don't <laughs> I don't necessarily know or feel like any of them really, really wanted to.
1: Well and it, it's it's not that it's not an entertaining movie, but it just no. doesn't have the the kind of of just visceral comedic ridiculousness? Yeah. I mean mm-hmm. the, the sort of the reveling in just how silly it ultimately is. Right, right. So, if 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 you have somehow managed to miss Shaun of the Dead, first of all, go get a copy of Shaun of the Dead and watch it. Right. Because it's very funny and you will be amused greatly and you'll be shocked How it's not really that old of a film, but everybody involved in that film is people that you know from from British comedy or they've been in a lot of American films. And you look at them and go, God, you guys all look so young. I know. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Simon (laughs) Pegg
0: is like, you look at it like, oh, my. He looks so, you know, weathered now. For lack of a better word.
1: Well, and he's not even that old now, but he certainly looked uh considerably younger uh in Shaun of the Dead. And um, you know, just it really is it really is a pretty amazing cast. Um, you know, Simon Pegg and and Nick Frost and Dylan Moran. Uh Dylan Moran looks very different. I mean, he's he's just he he's somebody else who's you forget how young he was when he was doing yeah. black books.
0: Well, because he wasn't playing a young. He was he was playing sort of a misanthropic, you know, that kind of, you know, made him more crazy and, you know.
1: He definitely seemed like an older character than he was the age he was playing the part. But uh, Lucy Davis, uh, Bill Nye, who is just, you know, someday I will, I will see a film where... Bill Nye actually plays a character who I don't immediately recognize as Bill Nye. <laughs> <laughs> or I will see a role where he's done that before because he is he is so him. He's kind of like watching a John Wayne movie. You know, it's just, it yeah. doesn't matter. Uh, what, it doesn't...
0: Well, what, what happened in that movie you watched? Well, John Wayne, you know, did this and, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: But he's fantastic in it. Um, Sean's mom... Uh, Penelope Wilton. Uh-huh. Um, it's just, I mean, there's so many fantastic actors in the film. Martin Freeman has an appearance. Uh, Matt Lucas has an appearance. These are all, all these British actors who, I mean, certainly Martin Freeman has got, had is uh, become a very very popular actor. But M- Matt Lucas was spent a couple of years on Doctor Who. He's a well known British comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Serafinowicz, who is the Tick now, plays their their terrible roommate Pete. Or, actually, he's not terrible. He's fairly reasonable. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with Pete. Pete just is (laughs) in the wrong place at the wrong time. Pete
0: Pete had just a bad, bad run of luck.
1: He has terrible roommates, and it gets him... Well, it doesn't get him killed. He gets killed for another reason, but... Yeah. uh, But, yeah, no, it's it's a fantastic cast, and it's interesting to think about. It's it's 14 years old. It's almost 15 years old. Mm -hmm. And... It doesn't seem like it was that long ago. It has aged extremely well. It doesn't yeah. feel as like tied. To a specific well, again, and of that place. goes
0: back to, like I said, this is what part of the thing that makes this a classic. This is this is a classic film because you, I mean, you know the tropes and you see those when you see them. But it's like when you watch Casablanca, you're not really upset. You're not like, oh damn it, like you know
1: oh, you're going to have a beautiful friendship you're like wow it's uh it, it's a classic for a reason it's mm-hmm. it's it's iconic for a reason right and this ends up being very much the same way and i'm just i'm looking at the i'm looking at the poster the horizontal poster where it's the subway car oh yeah that's a good one and he's it's all these zombies and, and Sean's just kind of like looking out of the corner of his eye at all these people who are crammed in there with him. You know, Ever feel like you were surrounded by zombies? And one of the running gags of the first part of the film, uh, which Emma and the Apocalypse played with, is that even before the zombie outbreak strikes, there's a significant chunk of, of the people around Sean, including Sean, who are kind of making their way through lives
0: yeah just going through the motions not really
1: right yeah and unfortunately for sean that also extends to his relationship
0: yeah which he is doing real badly and um the the woman who plays liz is named kate ashfield and i every time i watch every single time i watch sean of the dead i'm like i have to find out what else she has done and then I look on her her IMDb, and this happens every time I've watched this movie, and go, oh, nothing really, British stuff,
1: <laughs> just those British films, those British TV shows, yeah. those things.
0: Yeah, she's been a working actress in in uh, in 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 England, but like Shaun of the Dead was her only real. Um, over the pond hit and she has not done anything that I can see since then that I've had any interest in seeing.
1: No, I mean, she's, she's done quite a bit of work over there. She's been working since about two, uh, 1994. She's been pretty, pretty consistently employed and doing mm-hmm. quite a bit, but yeah, she, that's, that's really her big, uh, her big break over here. Um, and a lot of British actors are like that. They don't necessarily, I mean, England's, England's, uh, theatrical and television they, yeah. they look at th-
0: well I mean you and I know who Dylan Morgan is because we watched Black Book yeah but nobody else is going to know who Dylan Morgan is <laughs> like <laughs> people like we're, Lucy, da- Ooh, Lucy Davis who's Lucy Davis oh well she's on Sabrina the Teenage Witch now
1: oh okay you know but is she really yes Penelope Wilton uh, had a, a, a run on Doctor Who. She appeared yeah. repeatedly. She's been in a lot. of... In fact, I just saw her in something else recently. So she's one of those actors who ends up uh, being. Oh, she was in um, the Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. Um, she's and she's won a ton of awards. She's been working. She's been working since the seventies, and and doing just fantastic work. God, uh, she's been in Downton Abbey. Uh, Victoria and Albert again. These are British shows, but this is some of the stuff that's running over on, you know, BBC America, right? PBS, and whatever. Yeah, you've you've seen her. If you if you, even if you don't realize you've seen her, uh, yeah. And, and again, this this film is full of people that you recognize. <laughs> and
0: oh, it's that guy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, and some of the funny one of the funny jokes about the film is that later in the film when you meet the counterpart to sean's group of people it's full of famous british actors who are in the film for all of like a minute
0: well okay so we really if we're going to talk about Shaun of the dead yeah we have to first talk about spaced yes because that's where the idea for
1: Shaun of the dead originated was in an episode of spaced Right. And and for those of you who are not familiar with Space, it was a British uh, sitcom created by Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright. Uh-huh. And Jessica Stevenson was one of the other people who who created it. I think she and Simon created it together. Right. And then and uh and they wrote the show and then uh Edgar Wright directed the shows.
0: Right. It's the basic premise of the show is that uh that uh Simon Pegg's character and uh, the woman, what's her name?
1: Yeah, Daisy Steiner and Tim Bisley. Bis- Bisley, Bisley. Uh, Jessica Stevenson and Simon Pegg, respectively. Right. Um, were are both dumped by
0: their, their significant other on the same day. And they, uh, they are looking for an apartment to rent, and somehow they end up looking together they like they're both dumped on the same day and they are freak the same coffee shop while they look for apartments and they end up becoming friends and the next thing they know they find a two-bedroom apartment that they could rent together but the landlady will only rent it to a couple
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so daisy and tim decide to pretend they are a couple to get the apartment. You know, it's great. It's this great British comedy that ran for two seasons. Everybody wanted there to be a third season, but by the time they would have made the third season, they were all big. Like, <laughs> they had all gotten better jobs, and and uh, you know, and so basically, the I, there's a scene in so so Tim Tim, which is Simon Peck's character, is this like loser, and he plays video games. He wants to be a comics artist, but he ends up not doing a lot of drawing. He plays a lot of video games. He plays a lot of Resident Evil. So it's circa 1999-2000 is when the show is set. And they decide, he goes to the pub. I can't remember why he ends up going to the pub. Um, No, I don't. I don't remember either, but he ends up going to the pub and having this massive fantasy about shooting zombies in the pub and that small nugget of an idea stuck with Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright until they had to write Shaun of the Dead
1: and the rest is history. If you are old enough to remember when PBS was running, Oh, things like Monty Python or the young ones, you know, that some of this stuff was making it over. A lot of British comedy was making it over through public television and now so you can find some of it on BBC America, but uh for probably the eighties a lot of British comedy was exploding over here. Mm-hmm. And if you were a fan of that, then you will really, really enjoy Spaced. If yes. you have never seen any of that, you're still gonna really enjoy Spaced. It's a very funny
0: Oh, so good. And there was uh People just loved it, and, and they wanted... And My favorite thing is that like, people wanted there to be a third season because it was, it was a classic love story. Boy meets girl. Boy you know, convinces girl to pretend to be a couple so they can rent an apartment. Uh, boy and girl fall in love but refuse to tell the other one that they're in love with each other. Of course. And so it was, it was at that stage where, they re, you know, where the audience knew that Tim and Daisy were in love... Tim knew he loved Daisy. Daisy knew she loved Tim, but neither one of them wanted to admit it to the other one. Right. And and then the show ended. Yeah. And so there was this, you know, huge, like, please, let's make a new one, let's make a new one, let's make a new one, and uh, it never happened. But there is a documentary about Spaced that... Uh, that is about the making of the show and like the what led up to it and what came after it and all that stuff. And at the end, they go to the house where Spaced was filmed, like the the actual. And they want to do a tour of the house, but they knock on the door and uh, no one's there. And it's like it's it's uh, it's Simon Pegg and what's her name, the actress. And uh and Edgar Wright and they're all kinda of standing out there in front of the place and this camera crew's all there and like they said we would you know, we said we'd be here at half past ten, like I wonder where everybody is. And he's like, Well, I guess they're not here and so they all leave and then as soon as they leave, Simon Pegg as Tim opens the door and looks <laughs> out. And he's dressed as him, he's got the little goatee and everything, and the little beanie cap, and he's holding a baby. And he's patting the baby on the bottom, the baby's like cooing and whatever, and, and 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 you hear Daisy in the in the house. Who is it? It's like, I don't know. I thought that film crew was supposed to come by today. <laughs> and there's nobody here. And she's like, Bring Chewy bring Chewy inside. And and he's like, You know her name is Chewbacca, you lost that bet fair and square. <laughs> disappears back inside the house. And so you get this little tiny like you know uh you know oh they they made it they were they got together, and everything's fine. they bought the house, and you know, you feel really good and then Simon Pegg wrote on Twitter like two years later that they <laughs> you know they broke up, and now they uh you know she
1: lives in in Wales with her new partner, and you know. <laughs> Is that Simon Pegg for you? Yeah, and and it's one thing that's kind of interesting about that show is that it sort of gives you an idea that for for somebody who's known as well for comedy as Simon Pegg is, you don't necessarily think of him as a romantic, playing romantic characters. Yeah, but there is enough of that there that when I saw a film years ago, uh, I guess about three years ago, uh, called Man Up, which is a British comedy film. Which is a romantic comedy?
0: Oh yeah, and, I've seen Man Up,
1: and it's um, Simon Pegg and Lake Bell, mm-hmm. and it's it's not a perfect movie, but it's very entertaining. Uh, that's another one if you guys if you guys are interested in seeing Simon Pegg playing something of a romantic leading man, not entirely because it is a comedy. Um, that's another one to check out.
0: Yeah. So anyway, we've talked about everything except for. <laughs>
1: shot of the dead well and it's weird because you almost feel like you don't have to describe the film because right. everybody should have seen it by now and you know what's the point you know
0: like talking about it is almost superfluous to our our needs
1: <laughs> and yet we're here.
0: <laughs> yeah we have 30 <laughs> more minutes to fill <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i mean the the outline is very very simple uh Sean is having a terrible he's at a terrible point in his life. He's not really getting anywhere and he kind of doesn't care that he's not getting anywhere. Yeah,
0: he's kind of given up. He works at an, an electronic store. Um he him and his girlfriend have been together forever. Um the, all they do is go down to the pub and she doesn't like to go to the pub. So she ends up, you know, and it's he knows she doesn't like to go, so it's awkward. So he brings his best friend uh, to with him with, whose name is Ed and then because Liz knows that Ed is coming she brings her roommates there and their names are Diane and David and they hate Sean because he's you know like given up on life or whatever
1: well and they don't they're not a big fan of Ed either because Ed is the consummate abrasive friend he's rude yeah. He insults people, he throws things, he thinks, you know, his, his idea of comedy is a fart joke, which is literally a recurring theme of the film. Right. Uh, he ca- he came to stay at Sean's, he came over, he came over to Sean's apartment uh, a few years ago. Yeah. And never left. Sean's actual roommate is a guy named Pete. And he, again, like hates
0: Ed and wishes that feels like he's the one who's keeping Sean from growing up and moving on with his life. And, and, uh, it just so happens that, uh, the night that everybody has decided to tell Sean, what a shit life he has zombies happen.
1: Yeah. Cause he get he gets dumped by Liz Yeah, and quite, and quite justifiably. So, Oh yes. I mean, he, he forgets, he forgets the reservation to go out for dinner. He comes up with, with poor excuses and, and she basically looks at him and says, you know, I have to make some changes. And he's like, right. what What changes? And the next thing you see, the door is getting slammed in his face on the front porch. Right. You know, so he's got a strained relationship with his... His his mother always wants him to come over. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't like to go over because his step he doesn't get along with his stepfather. <laughs> Who is, you know, yeah. Yeah, Bill Nye is
0: so good as the stepfather my mother watched this movie with us. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would let the kids, me and the kids decided, I decided I'd let the kids watch Shaun of the Dead, because, again, it's a classic, how do you not? Mm-hmm. And so my mom watched it with us, and she let out a guffaw, like, like a ha! When he goes, when he goes, I don't need a doctor, I ran it under a cold tap. <laughs> <laughs> she was
1: like, bah! <laughs>
0: It was really funny.
1: The apocalypse kicks things off for Sean in a way that nothing else has, right? Because with all of this falling down around him, he suddenly realizes that a he has to get to Liz uh, because he does love her, mm-hmm. and he has to get to, he has to reach her. But he also has to fi- save his mom right. and 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 his stepfather. Uh, I suppose I can save my stepfather too if I have to. if, but if I have to, I save have my to. Mom.
0: yeah. And really, this is one of those. You know where we get a really good emotional beat because, uh, because Sh- Sean's stepfather is bitten, and and so they're like, oh, well, we got to kill him, but then you can't kill him because you know uh, his mom won't go without him, and so they bring him, and then as he is dying, he and Sean have this like really sweet moment together where he's like you know you were so angry and you just lost your dad and and here i come along and you know i wanted to 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 be a good man for you and show you what a strong man could be and you know i did it wrong basically
1: and sean yeah sean has to realize realizes in that moment that he's been misjudging this guy Mm -hmm. and i mean in the middle of all of this you know Zombies attacking a fair amount of just ridiculous you know character humor and this not only actually... that
0: but but there's no there there's no time or space for there to be any kind of real reconciliation because Philip is dying, yeah, right there, and you know it's you know he while Sean and Philip can reconcile a little bit, they'll never have a relationship because he's not going to make it.
1: Now it does lead to a very funny bit where they he turns in the car and of course this is this is his fancy car. Yes. That uh uh n- nobody wants Ed to drive because Ed drives like he's a lunatic. Um you know he's he's playing death death race 2000 with the zombies oh, yeah. on the road here. And <laughs> um, or Grand Theft Auto, for those of you who haven't seen Oh my gosh, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, Ed, is in a, Ed does not take any of this seriously. He's having a great
1: time. Yeah, as far know. as he's concerned, the zombie apocalypse is the time to play. Yeah. And so, Philip turns in the car, and they're like, Oh, we have to get out! And, and Sean's mom is like, Oh, I can't leave him behind! And... and Sean's like, Mom, he's not, hes not Philip anymore. The man you love, there's nothing left. And just then Philip's zombie reaches across the seat and turns the radio off because he never could stand the loud music. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just yeah. kind of stops and looks at him. It's like, oh, well, there's that. <laughs> and the film is full of those
0: moments. And it's and you know there every and it's one of those that gives you a series of really good beats. It gives you you know a t- space you know in this crazy zombie-filled uh, world. It gives you space for the character development. You know, Barbara, Sean's mother, and Sean are able to reconcile. Liz is able to meet meet her and and learn about this family that sean came from and and Liz and, and sean are able to reconcile and and you know he,
1: Ed doesn't grow in any way shape or form <laughs> no well um, no his his character isn't meant to grow well right I, I i would say he grows a little bit because sean does get his big explosion at him right uh, you know take this seriously what do you know how can you not recon- recognize what's happening here and there comes a moment, uh, I guess, massive spoiler for those of you who haven't seen the film. What's wrong with you? Go see the film. Why are you listening? If you have not seen this movie, why are you listening to us talk about it? I mean, yes, please continue to listen to us talk about it. But, oh, yeah, you course. know. But watch the movie. Um, you know, because it's the body count in our main characters actually gets pretty big. So we lose Philip fairly early on. Mm-hmm. Sean's mother gets bitten. Um David and Diane Diane uh so these are these are like like you said, these are uh Liz's roommates or and and David turns out to have this like m- massive unrequited love for Liz and Diane Diane has always known
0: <laughs> right, but she just kind of accepted it because she liked him, and as long as he was willing to be with her, she didn't really care. David is a
1: jerk. He's just—he's just a snotty jerk who actually has a tiny bit of character growth, and then he's eaten by zombies. Yeah,
0: I mean, he, <laughs> just about the, the, the very second that he's like, "Okay, I think I might make you know, I, I might make some sort of change in my personality." He is eaten, like the very second. Like, he even doesn't even get out the words, I'm sorry for the way I've acted.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then zombies drag him out the door in him Park. Right. Uh, and Diane, like, grabs, a, like, I think his own, his severed leg. And right. goes chasing out and attacking the zombies. It's crazy. Right. Well, but- and then, um, again,
0: this is something that I, I own... I believe that I own the uh, the DVD, and there's extras on the DVD that kind of explain some of the things that you miss in the movie. Like, there's a scene, that they, the whole point of the movie, okay, so Sean's idea is get everybody together and then go to the pub where they'll be safe.
1: Right, because in, in his mind, it's a defensible place that, right, you know, which... This is moderately true. Well, yeah,
0: just to, I mean, kind of depending on how you feel, he's got a good point, or he's just the dumbest person you've ever met. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, uh, there's no middle ground. <laughs> so, um, so they, they the whole point is get to the pub, and so they get to the pub, but there's no way in because it's locked. And Sean goes around the back to let the, to get them in, and but you don't see how he gets in or how the zombies find them after that. Well, there's on the uh, on the DVD it explains how that happened. Uh, and then uh, one of the things, one of the other things that it explains is like, well, what happened to Diane after she ran out into the storm of zombies, beating them off with uh, her dead boyfriend's leg well she escaped she didn't get bitten she climbed up into a tree where she sat for about a week eating bits of leg until (laughs) she was rescued and (laughs) and now she lives in uh in in the same neighborhood as sean and liz and they're still quite good friends
1: (laughs) yeah because in some ways even though there is A fair amount of growth in these characters i mean sean sean discovers something to fight for he discovers someone to fight for he he turns into not necessarily a man of action but someone who can do what needs to be done at the right time yeah but 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 by the time the film ends um not a lot has actually changed except for it's the world now with zombies Right, and eventually everything kind of
0: goes back to the same. Like, we don't get any sense of whether or not Sean has changed his life any more than the fact that he's now grown up to the point where he and Liz are living together. Um, but at the end of the movie, we discover that he... Ed, Ed of course, dies. He's bitten by zombies, and they have a sweet moment where he kind of, you know, sacrifices himself to let Liz and and, and Sean escape... Well, then we discover that uh, Sean went back, collected Zombie Ed, and has kept him in the, his his uh, 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 tool shed. Yeah, where they play and video games together. Right, because That's zombies whatever. in this universe uh, retain just that tiny little bit of of their uh, past, like. The thing, some of the things they remembered how to do, and that's mainly what Ed did was play video
1: games. Right, and you see, you see some you know people working at like a checkout at a grocery store or pushing a, a cart or something like that. Oddly enough, there are serious um, horror films that picked up the idea of a post-zombie apocalypse world where zombies are kind of kept as a workforce. Uh huh. Um and and have I I don't think they some of them have been have been moderately successful. There was an interesting film called Fido. Oh yeah, uh, that's what I was thinking too. Uh, that's definitely worth checking out if you're interested in, in in what that kind of world looks like. But I don't think any of them have ever topped just the humor idea of and now we have a world where. And I'll go down to the store and just sort of, you know, walk around the zombie, go get my groceries. Right. <laughs> or
0: or use them in, in, uh, in, um, uh, video, like, like
1: game shows. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's, there's, there's a level of quiet ridiculousness that runs through and there's a lot of. Very not quiet ridiculousness, oh, right? But, and, but
0: then, of course, there's some great things that are just like that. Again, you have seen now many times, like the uh, the explanation of what happened, or or catching just snippets of what is happening as they flip through radio stations. Oh yeah, that happened yeah, it, in Anna and the apocalypse.
1: Yeah, it's it's a it's become a trope, and it's you know where. Where it it, it and, and you see you don't just see it in, in zombie movies or horror films where it you if you turn on the television at any given time in, in a lot of movies you will hear that part of the story that is relevant right to what's going on um, at that
0: second and then you know
1: right and in this particular case it's literally every channel is like the next sentence <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And again, you have some things for those who are familiar with with British actors, uh, Mark Gaddis from The League of Gentlemen and Doctor Who and Julia Davis from Nighty Night, David Williams from Little Britain. These are voices of, these are very famous British comedians uh, who are doing the voices for uh, the newscasters. And we talked about, um, what is it, the... uh, Oh, for heaven's sakes! What's the, what's the British game show that did the the zombie? Um,
0: you and I, I talked what? about it. Oh, it Dead was... Set.
1: Dead Set. Thank you. Um, uh, just like in Dead Set, they actually used people who were actually involved with the real Big show Brother. Yeah. Were... Big Brother. Um, there's uh, uh, Trish Goddard, who has a real life talk show called Trisha, or did at the time, um, also appears as herself. So it's. It... In some degree, it is a very British film that Americans can really enjoy because it's one of the comedies don't always translate well, and even Mm -hmm. British comedies don't always translate well to American audiences. Right. But, you know, for all the things that, you know, the original The Office, uh, you know, Monty Python, um, so many fantastic British comedies have translated extremely well for American audiences. But there is an extra layer that if you're familiar with british entertainment if you've if you've grown up on on the stuff that's come across from england uh you're going to get a little extra out of it you know and yeah. and coming in and coming into it now um american audiences might recognize a lot more than they did when it actually was in theaters because we've had so much more with bbc america and and so much more has made it over uh, since since the film came out.
0: Yeah, it's a good movie. You should see it if you haven't.
1: You should definitely <laughs> see it. It inspired so many other things. I mean, we talked about Anna and the Apocalypse, but there's been so many different references uh, to come out of it.
0: it. It blew up everybody's career. It, like, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, uh, not Kate Ashfield, <laughs> um, Edgar Wright, you know, they all just, like, Flew, I mean, far on this. And like I said, I think that really people took this in hot fuzz and the fact that both, you know, that it was Nick Frost and Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright and conflated it to where it needed to be a trilogy. And that's how The End of the World ended up happening.
1: You know, we've been saying The End of the World, the name of the film is The World's End. Uh, that's the name the of the pub. I know, but that's... Right. That's...
0: Well, and then they do that. They do this thing in all three of the movies where where Nick Frost's character lays out exactly what's going to happen in yeah. the movie. In all three movies, they do that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> in,
0: like, the first or second scene.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a... It is... A film that if you have, if you, even if you don't like, we said this about, we said this about Anna and the Apocalypse, even if you don't like zombie movies, mm-hmm. you should see this film because you will be entertained. Right. And if you haven't seen Hot Fuzz and The World's End, then you, sh- you owe it to yourself to see them. Because Edgar Wright it went on, he almost did Ant-Man. Right. Um, there was a whole big thing where he signed up to do the film, and they actually started production, and they let him. Marvel know got could... scared. Yeah, it was right after the Disney buyout,
0: and Marvel Disney got scared of what what they would he was going to do.
1: And if you enjoyed the scene where the the train track scene where the toy train Thomas the Tank Engine and they're fighting, and it's it's that's an Edgar Wright. Oh yeah, humor letting
0: letting Michael Peña ad lib a description of everything that has happened in the movie to that point yeah. was definitely an Edgar Wright decision.
1: Oh yeah. Um, but he also did Baby Driver. He's getting ready to do a uh, psychological horror film set in Soho in London um, which I was kind of in- I'm interested to see him do a serious psychological thriller that could be very interesting. Um, and he's going to do a Baby Driver too. So, baby, your uh, driver? I guess. toddler driver? Now with more baby? I don't
0: know. No, now with more babies, three times the baby. Oh no, that was Baby
1: Driver three. <laughs> Sorry, twice the baby, twice the driver. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it's it's a fantastic film. You really should check it out, especially if you are burnt out. Or need a need a a, a cleanser mm. from The Walking Dead as it, as we're coming back to the Walking Dead shows. Um, this, Anna the Apocalypse, Cooties. There's a reason we've been talking about the funny films. Right. Because we enjoy the funny films too. And and we needed a cleanser, a mental wipe from <laughs> from all the things. All right. the things with the Walking Dead universe. So all right. Well we will be back with more Zompocalypse now. And we may have uh, before before we started recording, you and I were talking about some some alternate
0: uh, maybe something Media. a little
1: something a little different. The,
0: the books, maybe talk about books next time. Yeah,
1: uh, or books or audiobooks or uh, there's there's other stories that you've read that I haven't, and and I've read that you haven't, and so maybe, maybe... next week is apocalypse book club. There we go so we hope that you will join us for that as always you can find us on Facebook and on Twitter um, when we remember to post to those places because we're crap at social media and we've got to do better at that oh I know we are so bad Uh, but uh, you can find us on iTunes and Podcast.com we would love to hear from you guys if you want to give us a comment or rate us that would be great if you've enjoyed the show we could really appreciate a a, a good rating Um, if you have a bad rating for us just send us a message we'll talk about it uh, but if you if you could give us a good rating that's one way, ratings and reviews are ways that other people can find the show and that of course always helps increase the audience and we would love to do that So, as always, thank you Dustin thank you Jim and thank you guys again for listening, we'll see you next week with more Zumpocalypse Now
0: bye
1: Apocalypse Now is recorded and produced by Dustin Adair and Timothy Harvey for Just Some Guy Productions all rights reserved